Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 10 of Family Ties. This episode is titled High School Confidential, and it originally aired on December 4th, 1986. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Phil, can you feel it? That chill in the air? Yes. It's December. It's almost Christmas. It is, and you know, it's weird, because it's been, like, kind of cool, like, remarkably chilly here for the almost June that it is here. Yeah, it's May Gray. It is crazy. Yeah, that's Macy Gray's cousin, I think, right? May Gray? Yeah, definitely, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Wow, that's a that's a, that's a good deep cut there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember when she was in Spider-Man... Uh... Was it Spider-Man 1 or Spider-Man 2? It has to be 1 mm. with uh, Tobey Maguire. One. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'm just trying to remember which one. Because she was, like, playing, like, in at the big festival. Yeah, but it had the uh, Green Goblin. So that was episode... And it's with the Green Goblin. You're right. Yeah. That has to be 1. Yeah, 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 that was 1. So 2002. Oh, wow. You had the year on the ready. Oh, well, I mean, we're talking Spider-Man movies here. Oh, you know, so. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like usual, you know, for a show about a show that took place in the 80s, our pop culture references are always timely. <laughs> with, with our May Gray. That's right. May, May, May Gray, Macy Gray. I wonder May if this Gray. was if that was a Christmas that I got my Nintendo. Gosh, I mean, it could have been. 86. Man, I might have to go and, uh, you know, my mom's got everything archived because she has, like, perfect photo albums. Right. And I wonder if I could go back and find what uh, that Christmas that was, you know, uh, what we got that Christmas. Because she documented everything. That would be pretty cool to see. I, I don't think I got one until 87, if I remember correctly. So oh. it would have been later for me. Yeah. It was a, I was still going over to people's houses and, like, begging to play a little at theirs. At right. That point, you know? <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to have a sleepover? And then you guys fall asleep at one. <laughs> <laughs> And then you stayed up and played all night. <laughs> I did take quite a bit of advantage of that. I mean, my friend Rob in particular got one very early on. And there was a lot of like, hey, let's come over. And he's like, you want to play outside? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Can we play Nintendo first? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that so, turned into you watching him play Nintendo for a while, too, I'm sure. That often was. Because yeah. even back then... You know, a lot of two-player games were, like, where you took turns, and if the kid owned it, he's usually better at it. Yes. So he's playing for an hour, and then I get on and die, like, after a minute, and then you get to play for a long time. <laughs> but it was better than nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. My brothers used to get mad because, you know, I'm uh, five years older than my next brother, and then, like, seven right. from the my other brother. And then we won't say how many years between me and my sister, but it's significant. So... I obviously was just better at games than they were. And so we would play Mario Brothers just as an example. And it's just like yep. you said, you know, I'd be player one or I'd let them be player one. I'd say, okay, you go first and I'll watch you play. And, you know, they die, you know, on the first level. And I would get to, you know, level five, six or five, four or whatever, five, three. <laughs> right. And, you know, they're right. like, I hate you. Or, you know, I'd warp into the eight right off the bat. And. <laughs> 
Because oh. if you know what you're doing, you can play all the way to the end in one life. You know, yeah. it's not that unheard of. Yeah, the hardest thing was remembering all the the different castles and which one you know you would go up and then down and middle. And I don't know if I could figure that out anymore. It's been so long since I played Mario Brothers. I mean, I've played it pretty recently because it's on all the like Nintendo Switch Classic Collection, mm. and I've got it on my 3DS, and we've got the NES. You know, all kinds of ways to play it, and it's not. I mean since i know how it works you can tell like if you go the wrong way it makes a little sound oh and if you know what you're listening for you can figure it out it's doable wow that's funny i don't know that i've ever picked that up it's still challenging but it's definitely doable okay we've been playing a lot of legend of zelda tears of the kingdom around this house in the recent days nice how do you like it pretty spec it's fantastic it's really, really, really good. I've gotten to play it about a quarter of the amount of time as my kids, because mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Yes. But I've enjoyed it a lot, and they love it. So, Well, that's fun. Would recommend. Related to Family Ties, once again, because this came out when the NES did, and right around when the original Legend of Zelda did, so it's pertinent. Yeah, that was one of the first games, wasn't it? Uh, well, it wasn't one of the launch titles. It was early on, but I think it wasn't until, I want to say, 87 that we got it. Okay. That it came to U.S. You know, a lot of them came out earlier in Japan, obviously, but sure. I think it didn't come here until 87, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Interesting. That's still a great game. I love that game. I replayed it over again every couple of years. It's great. Well, I just sourced you, not that I needed to, but it did say it came out in Japan in 86, U.S. in 87. Oh, there you go. See, I'm telling you, my uh, my pop culture references are on point tonight. I I don't know why. If, if only that information was useful in a like more you know fiscally uh, beneficial way. <laughs> sure, because I got it all up in there. I, I can tell you, and I don't know what to do with it other than this. Right? Here we are. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny though. It's it's a gift. At least it's good. It's a good party trick, you know. It, it is. It is. And you know who doesn't appreciate a sweet um, Legend of Zelda game or little Mario Brothers chat? That's right. Especially for people who are doing a show about eighties nostalgia as it is. I think it's on. It's on brand. You know. It absolutely is. <laughs> Sha la la la. Well, speaking of our show and our brand, uh, let's let's get some business out of the way here. Okay. First of all, and we mentioned this last episode, but I just want to remind everybody that this episode right now that we're doing, this is our ultimate episode for the season, which is the final episode before our summer break. Right. Yeah, this is our last one. Then we're off for the summer. That's it. You know, there's always a chance that we, you know, make an appearance or pop in or I post something. I don't know, but I will doubt that you know i sometimes it happens but for the most part you can count on us being back again in august and this is our uh this is our season finale so that's good we're coming back strong in august yes now that doesn't mean of course that we won't be posting stuff on our facebook page or in the facebook group and so you can definitely still be checking that out you know post your stuff in there comment on things if you're just catching up on the show during the summer, it's never too late to write what you think about it. That's totally cool. Yeah, we and, love um, it. And I don't know if you saw this, but last episode, you and I talked about a lot of recipes because 
uh, Steven was trying to teach uh, Jennifer how to do manicottis. Yes. And he was failing miserably. And so we talked about Janelle's recipes. And Janelle actually posted her manicotti recipe and the flat... I can't remember what you call it now. The flat dish. The flat lasagna pan lasagna or, or something. Flat pan Yeah. Those are... She posted both of those in the group. So if that... Talk about that food made you interested or it sounded good at all. You should get those recipes because it's good stuff. I sent those to Heidi. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah, those are definitely going to get tried out. And I said, you know what? Let's do the manicotti. That'll be a fun time, fun way to, yes. to try it. Well, and good news as well, because during that episode, I was pleading for Janelle to get the stuff and make it. And um, it's happening this week. It's mm-hmm. already on the it's on the menu. Yes. I'm looking very forward to that. So, yes. Wait, you set a menu in like a week in advance? Well, it's more like Janelle looks and kind of we talk about stuff that we want to have for the week. Mostly Janelle, but, you know, I chime in. And then, you know, we do a grocery run and she'll get the stuff to make some of those recipes. Okay. So okay. it's not like a set like, oh, it's Thursday night and what's on the menu tonight? But it's more like, okay, in the next week, I want to make these things. And so we get the the ingredients we might need for that stuff, you know. Well, the only reason I say that is because, like, my parents are pretty crazy when it comes to that kind of stuff. They are very organized. (laughs) My mom, literally, you can go to her house right now and you can see exactly what's on the menu for the next week. Ours is a little more casual than that. Yeah, it's more it's it's an open menu, but you know, with some planning ahead so that we have the right stuff to make certain things. Yeah, because nobody wants to go to the store fifty two times. Right. So and then if Janelle's at the store, she'll like call me and be like, "Hey, what do we need? Do we need this? Do we need that? You know?" And then we'll fill in the gaps. Yep. It's, so you're it's, running it's, around going from the pantry to the fridge to maybe yep. if you have an outside fridge. <laughs> No, ours is a pretty small area there. There's not too much running. It's more like turning around and then I'm facing the cupboard and turning back the other way and looking in the fridge. It's a smaller kitchen area. Well, we have a chest freezer outside. So a lot of times it's like, hey, do we have this meat or do we have this fruit or whatever it might be? Right. So then it ends up with me going outside and looking. There is a menu, but it's a loose menu. Okay. Okay. So you already have a concept kind of during the week, like... Hey, I'm going to cook, you know, four days out of five. These are the things that I'm thinking right. about, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then it wrote. It yeah. And we'll, like, and we'll run through like, okay, well, Thursday, you've got a meeting until this day and the kids have this thing. We're just going to have to grab something while we're out, you know, so then we can kind of plan what meals we need to get stuff for. It's a pretty good system. I remember during pandemic, you came up with a McDonald's fry solution where you would because they never stay the same when you get them home. Right. You would take them right. out and put them in the oven. Do you yep. still do that? I mean, we haven't in a little while. You know, I mean, we were doing it for a while just out of, you know, an abundance of overcaution. Obviously, probably wasn't necessary. You know, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe it was. But yeah. one way or well, another. you never got COVID, so. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, well. During that Not time. until much later. <laughs> and we weren't putting them in the oven at that point. So maybe it was effective. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but no, I really, I mean, if you're going to reheat french fries or if they're like starting to fade, like that is the only way. And I honestly, like I would throw the burgers in there too. Like I really do like it. I don't do it that often, but it's more just like if we're at the point where I'm getting like fast food, I'm probably feeling lazy already as it is, you know? So yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I'm if, not doing that, but. If you're more comfortable to eat it in the car or eat it at the restaurant, even if right. you're going to go in and get it. That would make more sense. So it happens less often, you know, in that way. But 
it is, I highly recommend it. It's a great way to like heat up your stuff. And if you do, you know, like if someone's bringing it home, but it took a while to get home because of traffic and you want to heat it up, throw it in the oven is so much better than putting it in the microwave. That's my biggest complaint with where we live. There's no fast food around us or no like real restaurants by me. Everything is 20 minutes away, 15 minutes away. You are pretty, I mean, the closest thing to you is what, like Del Taco maybe? Yeah. At the top of the boulevard there? Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's the Del Taco and the Wienerschnitzel there. Yeah. There's a couple of like little local restaurants. Like we've been hitting Utaipa. Oh, yeah. Gone there a couple times. Real good. By the time you get that one home, it's still piping hot. I don't really like Thai food. I got to tell you. Oh, okay. I mean, there's peanuts involved with a lot of it. And once you introduce peanuts into it, I don't know that there's stuff you can get that's not peanuts, but the whole thing just throws me off. Yeah. We've been getting the thing that they call the drunken noodles, and it's chicken with rice noodles and then um, peppers, onions, that kind of stuff. Oh, it's so good. Are there peanuts in it? No, no peanuts. But there are peanuts in some of it, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, like, there's definitely some dishes that have it. I think, like, Pad Thai yeah. has it, and there's a Ugh, few that yeah. do. Yeah. There's one that has cashews, too, I think, but I don't like cashews, so I don't order that one either. See, that's the funny thing is, like, roasted nuts are great. Like, I, a roasted cashew, like a honey cashew, like glaze or whatever, that's great. I love that stuff. Yeah. I don't want it with noodles and spicy food, though. Like, mm. I don't think they mix well. I just don't. Yeah. It's not for me. That's not the crunch you're looking for. You'd rather have a a water chestnut or something else instead. That's right. Water chestnut, that's fantastic. That's the perfect thing Yeah. in a dish of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. And other vegetables and stuff. Like I'm totally cool with that. Okay. Or sugar snap pea. Oh, that's real good. Now you're talking. Yeah. Mm. Those are great. I think they have like simple things too, like chicken fried rice and that kind of stuff. Probably so, but just... I don't know. Once I know that they're like thinking that peanuts in there is a good idea, then I kind of just I throw the baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, man. <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And here we are talking about food again. <laughs> here we are. This is this is what we do. We got Legend of Zelda, Spider Man, food, and Family Ties. <laughs> and Macy Gray started the whole thing. <laughs> it's all because of Macy Gray. Thanks, Macy Gray. Oh. But yeah, well, we kind of have, you know, we got to put on a big show. This is our last one for the next couple of months. So that's right. We want to make sure to give all of our subscribers, you know, our listeners what they want. We got to give them. That's right. We got to hit it all. So (laughs) this is good. We've talked about, yeah, all the big things. I'm I'm satisfied with that. (laughs) So I know you don't like peanut butter. So that means like Reese's peanut butter cups are out. But what about like a Nestle Crunch bar? Well, no, Mr. Good bar. That one's got peanuts in it. Okay, so peanuts in candy—it's a hit. It's hit and miss. Like I love a Snickers. Yeah, and honestly, like probably my favorite M and M's are peanut M and M's. Really? Yeah, but it just kind of depends. Like Mister Good Bar is okay. It's a little too peanutty. Oh, it's yeah. not the right ratio of peanut to chocolate. So, I don't know. It's just, there's no, like, real logic to it other than I know it when I taste it. And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not. Now, does that go into almonds? So, like, the Hershey's with almonds? Is that one out then? Uh, That's okay. I mean, almonds in chocolate is usually, although, like, just a plain chocolate-covered almond is good. 
But see, then it's more of an almond with flavor as opposed to chocolate with an almond messing it up, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know where that line is, and I don't know how to, like, explain it other than, again, like I said, I think, you know, a wise person once said, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Sometimes I do. All right. Now, what about, um, you know, like Almond Joy? Almond Joy Gross. Absolutely not. Okay. Mounds, same thing. Like, those... Those are abominations of candy. <laughs> and I love those. <laughs> As people do. My mom loves those. Yeah. Like that's and that's fine. I don't begrudge anyone their enjoyment of that, but they're uh I don't they wind up in our general candy jar. If ever if they cross into our house, you know, we got a candy jar if anyone wants any candy, there's always plenty. And those are always in there. <laughs> and then they all kind of sit there because nobody wanted them in the first place. So they Well, my parents and... stopped by. And then my dad, my dad raids the candy jar pretty good. Or my sister. Okay. They're, uh, they keep it, the, the rotation in there. So it's a fresh supply. You know, it doesn't get too stale. Oh, good, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you remember at uh, Halloween how we had all those candy bars? Oh, my gosh. I yes. F- I found in one of the random candy jars around our house 10 of those bars. I was like, what oh are these still gosh. doing here? And then I ate one, and I was like, eh, it's fine. So I think they're all gone now because yeah. we found them. But That's good. Yeah. 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 There's always candy around this house. Always candy. It's, there's so much. I it, Same here, and it's always too much. And Luke, in particular, like, hoards his candy. Mm-hmm. He's still, like, you know, he's pacing it out so that he's still got a little of his Christmas candy left on, like... You got every once in a while and make him sit down and like go through it. If it's like old and stale, you need to throw it out. We don't need to like keep old trash around. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then he's got to like consolidate it. And it's a whole process. He's <laughs> always got candy. <laughs> Audrey, in fact, just the other day was like, Dad, um, Luke still has like his half eaten Easter bunny in there and it's just sitting open. I'm like, Luke, it's time to let that go. If you like started eating it and it's been open since Easter, like oh. it's that's not good anymore. You need to throw this. Okay, I'm like yeah, because that was late <sighs> March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know when he started eating it, but it's definitely been open for a while. Ugh. So I know I, I get it. Like I used to do that as a kid too, but we had to, you know, we had it was less in, in supply back then, so yeah. we had to make it last. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not a problem here, you know. But but we can all decide that raisinets are gross, right? See, I'm not. I love raisins, and I love raisinets. I think they're great. Oh, I don't mind a raisin, but chocolate covered raisins not my favorite. Mm, I like white chocolate white chocolate covered raisins. Those are good too. I like dried fruit. Oh, okay. Well, I like the chocolate covered blueberries from Costco, but oh, those are good too. Yeah, those yeah. are real good. Mm-hmm. All right. But see, here's another one. This will throw you off entirely. You know uh, Baby Ruth? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like heavily peanuts, right? Oh, yeah. It's 100% nuts with chocolate covered. And then, but like a caramel core in the middle. Yeah. Oh, and it's good. It's Love a it. salty one, too. Yeah, it's weird, but I actually like that. And a payday? Yeah. I like paydays. Yeah, even I without like the paydays. chocolate you're in. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, 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 I've examined it, and I can't figure it out. There's some things I like and some things I don't. Yeah. And the world will never know. <laughs> no, that's how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Tootsie Pops, though, so that's good. <laughs> I like the, the Tootsie Pop until you get to the center because I don't like Tootsie Rolls. Oh, really? See, I like, I like a Tootsie Roll. I mean, you got to warm them up. I don't like a hard Tootsie Roll. 
But you just like put it in your pocket and walk around with it for a little bit, and then you got a good candy. All right. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I like the fruit good Tootsie candy. Rolls. The fruity ones that are the Tootsie Rolls, but they're fruit flavors. Oh, yeah. Those are Best so one of good. those, though? Vanilla. I know it's not the fruit one, but oh, I love the vanilla ones. Okay. I don't know that I've ever tried that one. Oh, it's in a blue wrapper, so it's kind of throws you off, but it's it's vanilla. Really okay. Good. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. Okay. We uh so <laughs> Aiden is not real good at going through all of his stuff, and so Heidi went through his room the other day. He literally had a two or three pound bag of root beer barrels <laughs> unopened. Oh, Unopened. I love root beer barrels. Yeah. Those are good. But they're in that category of candy where they're not, like, sealed. So, like, ants can get in and, like, devastate a bag of root beer barrels. Unless it's, like, a sealed bag. Yeah. Well, this was a sealed bag of all okay. of them individually wrapped inside that sealed bag. Yeah. So, they were still safe. But Heidi's like, all right, this has got to go. Like, this is a couple of years old. Well, because we used to battle ants intensely like we don't get them every once in a while we'll get a little bit here but it's not as bad as our old apartment you know when we were living out in orange county we Mm, would get mm -hmm. like devastating ants and i remember like ants got into a candy jar and root beer barrels you know they get right up in there like jolly ranchers that kind of thing and i remember i just have this visual of we had some candy canes in there and they like swept in there and they ate like the red part but not the white part, so they were all like stripped out and looked like skeletons of candy canes, and it was like real bizarre. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that they were covered in ants, I would have been like, you know, tempted to try it, but yeah, wasn't a good idea. No, I wonder why they like the red because it's I don't know the weird. peppermint oil goes into the whole candy, so it's not like it's only part of the candy that has it. I mean, maybe it was just that particular kind; it was softer or something. I don't know. You know, because, again, those are not, like, really sealed. They can get in the ends a lot of times. Yeah, they're not sealed well. And the weird thing is that that apartment, they used to come in through the bathtub, like, through the faucet. Uh, That was, like, where they would get in. And it would just, you know, we'd be gone for a day and come home and, like, just thousands of them coming into the tub. Oh, that's the worst. I hate ants. And we get ants real bad here. Oh, but they're on the kitchen counter. I mean, we get them some here, but... It's usually not that bad, and you use that, like, sticky stuff. It's almost like honey, but it's, like, a, obviously a poison in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, Put them Ooh. on a little trap. Those little traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that takes care of them pretty quick. Yep. So. We've done that, that, like, bad. the bait traps and stuff where they take that stuff because it's sweet, and then they take it into the hive yeah. and it's supposed to yeah. decimate them, but I'm pretty sure they just, you know, there's 18 million underneath my house, and... You know, the next right. tribe just takes over. <laughs> yep. You've gotten rid of the weak ones, and now all the powerful ones are there. To, exactly. To swoop in the next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ants. Sha-la-la-la. Well, let's see. Keith, we've covered Spider-Man, Legend of Zelda, Macy Gray, ants and various pests, candy recipes. Is there anything else we need to talk about on this episode of our show? I I can't think of anything. Wait, shouldn't we talk about family ties? That's it. I knew there was something we were forgetting. (laughs) I'm glad you remember. We would have just ended the whole show right there. Well, this was a great episode, and it had Nick in it. Yes, it was like a Nick-centric episode. Fantastic. It was so good. 
Well, should we jump into it? Yes, please. Well, we open this episode, of course, in the Keaton kitchen. Steven and Jennifer storm in. Jennifer is mad at Steven because he's been driving the school carpool. He's, I guess he's, he's probably, and I understand this because this is also my role. He's probably tired of driving around like Jennifer and all of her, you know, I guess are they middle school or is she freshman in high school yet? Do you remember? I think she's in middle school. Like eighth grade, maybe something like that. Yeah, maybe seventh, eighth. I feel yeah. like we knew this so, a few episodes ago. We did, and I've already like forgotten it. So yeah, somewhere same. in there, one way or another, <laughs> we're looking at teenage girls, and he's driving around, and he's sick of hearing them talk about clothes and all the other stuff and boys. And so during the drive on the carpool, he suggested that they do a mock debate <laughs> between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And Mitzi Castleman, who apparently is like the popular girl they drive around, he suggested that she be Gorbachev. <laughs> and uh, Jennifer is just humiliated at this. And he's like, whoa, I don't understand why you're so mad. Later, of course, Elise says, maybe next time I suggest that she be Reagan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like that would fix it. Yeah. That's just it's a fun little like side thing. It does come back again in a little bit, but I like their little B story there. Yeah, that was a fun one. Mallory comes in and I just have to say her sweatshirt is like peak eighties. Oh at this yeah. Point. Like we're in the prime. It's it looks fantastic. It's even for someone that's fashion unconscious like me, I could just tell like that's that's eighties. Yeah. And her when she and Jennifer together, like with their big hair and their sweaters and stuff. <laughs> It's great. It brings you back, you know. Yeah, Jennifer had the big uh, fluffy bangs, and Mallory did, and oh, it was so good. It's like looking through my old middle school yearbook, you know, just, it's perfect. Yep, exactly. So, what we find out is that Mallory's anxiously waiting for Nick to show up, because Nick had a job interview that she wasn't supposed to tell everyone about, but she spilled the beans, and apparently he wants to teach art to kids at the Y, the YMCA, and so we went for this job interview, and he's running late, and he finally comes in. Oh, and, and Mallory tells everyone, like, don't tell him that I told you, because he said he'll never speak to me again if I told you know anybody. And then Steven, like, lights up. He's like, wait, what? He said he'd never speak to you again if you tell us? And she's like, yeah, Dad, okay, don't, don't say anything. So Nick comes in. Everyone's kind of acting, you know, suspicious and... and Andy says out to uh, to Nick, he's like, how did the interview go? And then Nick's like, oh, you told him. And Mallory's like, I'm sorry, Nick. And Steven's like, well, Nick, I guess this is it. You know, uh, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Mallory's betrayed you. You deserve better than this. <laughs> he's like, no, it's okay, Mr. Keaton. I don't mind. He's like, no, no, Nick. Like, this is not okay. You never should talk to her again. Just such a great little bit. I love Steven's so good. relationship. Yes. So we find out, though, that Nick did not get the job at the Y. It was it went really well. They loved him. They said he would bring a new and interesting, you know, approach to teaching kids art. But he does not have a high school diploma, and so they couldn't hire him. He's like, who, who ever heard of that? You know, why? what is the deal? I'm pretty sure nobody has. So, you know, he's very, he's bummed about it. And we cut to a little bit later, and, and Mallory's kind of consoling him. Uh, Alex is sitting on the couch actually, and they wind up sitting on either side of Alex and kind of <laughs> going back and forth. And Alex has just got some great facial responses in this. He's there's so many moments of him like nodding or smirking at them yes. throughout the whole episode. Just when, fantastic. It, there's one point where it looks like he's trying to break Nick. 
Yeah, it's really good. You definitely need to pay attention visually in this one. Oh, yeah. In fact, I had to go back a couple times because, you know, I would take a note. And I'm like, no, I need to see that reaction again. And just, <laughs> it's good stuff. So this, good. It was a very funny episode. Yes, it was. So as they're talking back and forth, they discuss and we find out that, you know, because Nick doesn't have a high school diploma, it's like there's nothing to be done. And... The suggestion is brought up that maybe Nick should go back and get his high school diploma. And he's like, no way. That's not for me. I don't want to do it. And uh, Alex eventually excuses himself from the thing. And Mallory's like, no, Nick, I really think that you should do this. Like, just you want this job. That could be really good. And Nick's like, yeah, you know, I guess it could be good. And he's imagining, you know, the kids calling him Mr. Moore. And finally, he's convinced and he decides he's going to go for it. So, next, we have uh, Stephen and Jennifer coming again. This is their follow-up on the carpool incident. Apparently, Stephen's done it again. Another (laughs) carpool. And uh, this time, he suggested that Mitzi looked like Mrs. Gorbachev. (laughs) And and Jennifer is just humiliated at this point. He's like, she's like, I don't want you to ever drive for the carpool again. He's like... That's what every dad in America wants to hear, you know, <laughs> and every dad in the Soviet Union, too. You know? Oh, yeah, it's not Russia. So, it's the whole Soviet Union still. Right, right. So a lot of, like, references to the Cold War and things of that nature. So it's very much of its time. Oh, yeah. Although we're heading close to, I mean, this is 86 and the Berlin Wall fell in 89. Yeah, so, so we're almost there. Almost there. It's really, really close. Mr. Gorbachev to tear down that wall yes. is just a couple of years away. So it's a, kind of a cool little snapshot of the time there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Mallory comes in and asks everyone if she can have the living room because she's going to help Nick study, which Alex just finds absolutely hilarious. And so they all clear out. Nick comes in. Mallory starts kind of helping him with his like English. English is the one class that he hasn't passed. Mallory's almost as bad at it as Nick is. And meanwhile, we see Alex kind of start sneaking down the stairs and he's just watching around the corner and like dying, trying to like keep himself contained as he's hearing her try to describe parts of speech. (laughs) At one point, she's like trying to explain a verb and Nick's like, well, what about like, you know, like if you're eating, that's not very active. That can't be a verb. And she's like, well, you know, you don't have to be totally active. He's like, what if someone's dead? Like, what, you know, that can't be a verb. And she's like, well, I think we have special verbs for those. And she's like looking him up and that's it. Alex can't take it. He comes out. He's like just dying. Yeah. Mallory's like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not doing anything. I guess I'll need one of those special (laughs) verbs for dead people. You know, he just kind of relentlessly mocks Nick. He's like, and both of them and just, you know, how dumb they are and all this stuff. And and he's like, oh, okay, I'll leave you guys. And Nick's like, Alex, you don't think I can do this do you and alex is like do you want to be honest and he's like yeah and he's like no i don't think you can i don't think you can pass it and then he leaves oh and nick is like you know he's right he, he's right i can't this is a waste of time and i'm, I'm quitting and mallory's of course just very upset she's like you can't quit your test is tomorrow he's like no alex is right i can't do it this isn't for me i know how to do what i know how to do and i'm done and so he kind of storms out yeah he's all sad and dejected too alex was being kind of mean but then we, uh, we go back to the, the Keaton kitchen, and the whole family's in there, and Mallory's, you know, talking to him all about the situation. She's very upset with Alex, and he's like, I couldn't, like, lie to him. He's like, you know, you could have been nice to him. And he's all, oh, Dad, like, what would you have said to him? 
if he asked you if you thought he could pass and he's like, oh, I would have said, I'm sure there's a chance that you might possibly think about the ability to, he doesn't have a really good answer either. Uh-huh. Elise is like, no, I would have, I would have said I thought he could pass. And she, he's like, you would have been lying though. And she's like, well, I mean, not exactly lying, you know, so obviously none of them think it either. And then Jennifer, it sounds like jumps into his defense and she's like, Guys, it doesn't matter what we think. It only matters if Nick thinks he can do it. And if Nick thinks he can do it, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so even was Jennifer. So funny. And then, yeah, even Jennifer doesn't have his back. Then Andy, sweet Andy's like, I think Nick can do it. And they're like, oh, that's sweet. And he's like, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do? He has no idea. Anyway, Nick comes in a little bit later and. He's, uh, you know, Alex is basically, you know, giving up on the thing, but he, they're talking a little bit and Andy comes in and he's, he can't go to sleep because he's afraid of the dark and Nick hears about it and he's very sweet with kids. He's always, you know, we've seen that he's been sweet with Andy before and he does this whole thing with Andy where he says, Oh, what you need is a dream hat. And he tells him this story about a dream hat that would help you fall asleep. And he makes him like a little arts and craft hat to wear. And he's like, here, this will help you, you know, in the dark little buddy. And, Sends him off, and he says he's going to help help him get to bed. You know, he's going to help Jennifer put him to bed so he won't be afraid of the dark. And as Alex watches it, he realizes, like, oh, Nick's a sweet guy. Even though as much as Alex mocks him and he's kind of mean to him, he really does know that Nick is nice and he's, he's a good dude. And so when he goes out of the room, it's just Alex and Mallory in there. And it takes a little, little convincing, but he agrees to help coach Nick and help him to pass the test. Oh, yeah. In fact, Mallory says, Alex, you're the only one who's smart enough to do it. And he's like, well, that's true, but I shouldn't be penalized for it. (laughs) So Alex heads over to Nick's apartment. Now, I thought he had been to Nick's apartment before. I thought the same thing. Uh, Well, apparently, no. Definitely, yeah, acted like he hadn't. I feel like he hadn't. I mean, maybe it was like Skippy. I know Skippy went over there. Yeah, because Skippy was going to confront him. Right. And obviously we've seen Mallory there. So maybe we haven't seen Alex there, but I really thought he had been there at some point. Yeah. I thought the same thing. And he was surprised by, you know, Nick's apartment. And he goes, oh, man, this looks yeah. exactly like I thought it was going to look. Exactly like that. When he sits down, he so he comes in the apartment, he sits down on the couch, he like spreads out like a handkerchief on the couch and sits on it. <laughs> Nick offers him some snacks, like some chips, and he has like a, a sand box, like a sand bucket, and he like has some crumbled chips in there, and he's like, I think there's some more in the couch. Oh. And he lifts up the couch cushion and scoops some more like chip crumbs out of there and throws them in the bucket and Oh, like, so nasty. Alex is like, oh, you got quite a spread here, Nick. Oh, so gross. (laughs) So, so nasty. So, basically, you know, then Alex is like, Nick, like, I want to help you pass the test. And uh, Nick is like, oh, I don't think so. It's a waste of time. And Alex convinces him he's going to do it. So, we have a whole, you know, sequence where Alex is training him on the parts of speech. He uses the motorcycle, which for some reason Nick has parked in his apartment by the front door. Oh, yeah, it didn't um, have its own parking spot. Right, which is where, you know, one would assume a, a giant motorcycle would be. Oh, yeah. But he helps, he uses that to help him to understand the parts of speech. He uses, like, a an analogy of, like, the different functions of the parts of the motorcycle for parts of a sentence and all that. And so 
he uh, is able to coach Nick and he starts to learn and understand what these parts of speech are. At one point during that, however, as Nick is sitting on the couch, he casually lifts up a cushion, grabs some chip crumbs out of it and tosses them in his mouth and actually eats them. Oh, so gross. Which is just horrifying. <laughs> so nasty. They do the training, and then the final scene, we are in back in the Keaton kitchen. Alex and everyone else, are there. everyone's waited uh, with bated breath. Why is Nick not back? How come he didn't tell me about the results of the, of the test? Why didn't he call? And they're all so nervous. And finally, Nick comes in at the end, and he announces to everyone that he did pass the test with a C-. Yay! Alex is so excited. He runs and gives him a big hug. Nick uh, says, like, oh, that was a, that was like an interjection. And that was a exclamation. And that was a, you know, and he, he's like naming all these different parts of speech. And Alex is like, oh, I've created a monster. <laughs> and then we get a freeze frame. And that's the end of the episode. That was it. And Nick passed. So I'm sure that means he immediately went to go get a job, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Because they just, that's all you have to do. Yeah. He only needed one more, one more class. One night in, with uh, Alex, you know, he got his GED now. It. He's done. Just thank goodness he had that motorcycle parked in there. <laughs> yeah. I like that Alex is standing behind it at one point. And he's like, okay, so a noun is, uh, you know, the word that every other part of the sentence kind of rotates around. And he goes, what part of the motorcycle does that? That's the chassis i think he said yeah although i was laughing because you know when it came to the verb uh he's you know alex is talking about how the verb kind of makes the sentence go somewhere you know like what's the action word of the of the sentence so what part of the motorcycle does that and uh i would have thought he said the wheels because the wheels make the motorcycle go you know but he said no the engine well the engine pushes it forward no, that's the like, wheels don't I mean, actually it works still but yes, i just I thought the know. wheels was you know because without the wheels, well, you can have all the parts of the motorcycle. It ain't going to go very far. That's true. Well, that's why it needs all the parts of a sentence to be a sentence, you know. That's true. Well, I don't know. The analogy uh, of the motorcycle would definitely have been lost on me. So, yeah, I it worked for me because I don't know what they're talking about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I understood the parts of speech. So I got that part. Well, I mean, as valedictorian, you should know the parts of speech. One would hope, but <laughs> also as valedictorian, I never had a chance to take auto shop or anything, so oh. I don't know anything about cars or motorcycles or anything. I but that's do okay. know that you're not supposed to put water in your radiator anymore, though. I have learned that, although it took quite a few years for me to learn that lesson. <laughs> and really, when it comes down to it, it'll work in a pinch. You're just going to pay the price it, later. Yeah, it worked for quite a while until it completely rusted out the entire thing. Yeah, so. see? Yeah. So who's laughing now? That's right. Well, <laughs> the, the guys that got to fix it and put a whole new thing in there. You know? <laughs> they were definitely laughing at me. And anybody who watched this episode of Family Ties, because it was hilarious. It was so good. I really, really liked it. Me too. Sha-la-la-la. Remarkably, there were no guest stars, though. Like They managed to have a whole thing with him going to a job interview and... Uh, getting a GED and a new class in college or for high school, and we never saw any guest stars. Never Just saw one cast. person, yeah. Andy yeah. was on fire, though, and Nick. I mean, you really didn't need any guest stars. No, it was it was perfect. It was a really, really good good episode, really funny, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. Surprising, because I like the show. <laughs> yeah, that, no secret, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, I did notice, of course, that we're still in the like proper season five episodes. Yep. You know, we're not back in the season four misplaced ones. And I guess uh, we'll have to wait till after the summer to get back to some of those. We do not have our last Ellen episode just yet. No, not yet. Oh, although I did have an observation um, about okay. that because when Alex is at Nick's house. Nick's like, oh, you know, a guy like you, you know, they found out you were here, your frat would kick you out. And he goes, oh, <laughs> if they found out I was here, you know, it'd be whatever, you know. And right, they just for being in the neighborhood. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, they didn't talk about the Skippy part of the ep- of the, the episode right before, where it, supposedly Alex got kicked out of his fraternity for helping Skippy. So interesting. Is yes. he still in it? Yeah, we don't know. Or did he? Or did he join another one? I mean, he's already been in two different ones because he was in the Moo Kappa Moo from the book, and then he was in the one from last week. So maybe he joined a third one already. Yeah, I mean, he just jumps from one to another. I guess was so. the last one was that Theta Pi or Sigma Pi See, or something like that? I think there was a Theta in there, and I'm pretty sure there was a Pi because I always th- like Pi. I think Theta Pi. You're probably right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I guess he didn't get kicked. Either he didn't kicked out, or he joined another one. That's, that's got to be. And our friend Alex was really full of himself this episode. <laughs> yes, he was. And then, in fact, Nick said, "I can see why you like yourself so much." <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, he did that whole speech when he was talking about how smart he was. When he was in the cradle, he <laughs> just looked up at his parents and thought they should be smarter. And every day he's alive, he thinks that's the smartest he'll ever be. And then he's smarter the next day and he looks back at himself in the past and thinks how stupid he used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so humble, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So good. So good. Michael J. Fox, he is a treasure. Oh, he is. He is so good. And the, just the his facial features when he was facing Nick, uh, especially during the living room scene when he was uh, in the middle of them. And then, yes. you know, even when he came back downstairs and was f- facing Nick during the conversation about, you know, do you think I can do it, Alex? And <laughs> it's like he was baiting Nick and Nick was just like not taking it at all and he's like you know when he was talking about the parts of a test and true or false and he goes well where's the box that says maybe <laughs> he did such a good job and alex is just like goading him and he didn't bite it's great i i really do love the character of nick it's one of the it's a, such a great like nuanced role it's not just a dopey boyfriend it's he really is a cool character and he really could have been so dopey and he's not no it's it's great they they did so much more with it than than they had to and it's it's why he's still in it i mean i will say this i because we didn't have guest stars i was poking around a little bit like on the scott valentine imdb Mm -hmm. and just looking ahead and we have a lot more nick nick is solidly in the rest of the series. Oh, nice. Okay. He's not in every episode, but he's in a good chunk of the episodes throughout the rest of the series. Oh, perfect. So, well, this he's, is, this is he's great. Nick is great. He is. Sha-la-la-la. Well, so we have talked very thoroughly about all kinds of other stuff. Like I said, there's no guest stars to talk about. So do you have 
any other gags or bits or observations you wanted to go over before we finish off this episode? Well, my still one of my favorite things is when they were talking about the special verbs for dead people. Like, that's <laughs> got to be one of the best lines of ev- any TV show ever said. Oh, there's going to be special verbs for dead people. And Mallory freaks out. She's like, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out. <laughs> Trying to look it up in the book. Dead people verbs. Uh, and then Jennifer, just so deadpan. You know, it really matters if Nick thinks he can do it. And if he thinks he can do it, then he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. Uh, I know. That really, because I thought she was going to, like, defend him there. They That was some good, that was a good twist on expectations. Oh, so good. And then her, just the delivery of the line was so good. Uh, and then the whole interaction with uh, Steven when he found out that, oh, you know, you gotta, you know, she she betrayed you. You know, you gotta let her go. And he's got Nick up against the wall there. And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> he's getting aggressive there. He was there. so excited. He thought he found an out. <laughs> oh. Also, I noticed Elise's bangs were much more, like, trimmed, you know? They were, like, they seemed more pronounced than normal. I didn't notice that, but... I think maybe they were overshadowed by Jennifer and Mallory's bangs, so I just didn't notice them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. The last thing that I noted is when uh, Nick's like, why do you care? And he's like, well, it's important to Mallory. And if it's important to Mallory, it's important to me. And if it's important to me, then it's important to the world. <laughs> it's important to the world. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Alex speaks for the world. He, Like you said, he had was very self-confident in this episode. Yeah. Well, and then it all panned out because, you know, Nick passed one night with Alex and he got a C minus. He did help him to pass. That is right. Do you think it's a sliding scale? Like night two, he would get like a C plus or? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the teacher's like, oh my gosh, just, just get him out of here. This is good. <laughs> exactly. He came back. I don't need him back. Sha-la-la-la. Andy, once again, you know, he's just some great little kid delivery. Definitely, definitely a fun character. Oh, yeah. Again, you know, there's a lot, a lot of sitcoms over the years brought in a cute kid to revitalize the show after a few years. And with mixed results, sometimes it went well, sometimes it was really bad. I think Andy is like, he's great. It's really fun and funny. He's a he's a cute kid, yes. so I think it paid off in this scenario. Yeah, I doesn't agree. always. I agree. This one was good. Well, one of the bad ones for me in my mind is growing pains when they brought in the little girl. And again, no offense to the little girl, I just thought that their dynamic was pretty good before, and adding her in didn't help. There's been a lot. I mean, another infamous one is of course cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Yep, but I don't think Andy falls into that. Wasn't there another kid that they brought in too for uh, different strokes? But yes, I think there was. Yeah, it's a common trope throughout sitcoms, and I get it. You know, it definitely because you know in early Family Ties, Jennifer was the little kid making you know funny quips, and now she's a sarcastic teen making funny quips. But we don't have quite the same little kid cute anymore but andy andy brings it i think he's really good he brings so, the fire shout out to brian bonsall yeah great job and i love that in this one he asked alex to come color with him and alex is like i don't wanna and he's like it's a it's a <laughs> wall street journal coloring book <laughs> and alex is like okay <laughs> well he didn't stay long though so he had to get down to nick and mallory he did but I also would really like to know what they're coloring in in the Wall Street Journal coloring book. Like stock charts, what what things are, are in that coloring book? Oh, maybe the trading like room that. floor? 
Oh yeah, I guess so. The Dow Jones. Oh yeah, maybe the the Nasdaq sign or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> the girls and I are watching through some of the older Disney films every once in a while. Okay. And we just watched the one with Tim Allen where he finds out he's got the little boy and, you know, the little boy comes from the jungle. I think it's called Jungle to Jungle. Okay. I mean, I remember, I don't know if I ever saw that. Maybe I did, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. So he's, a, a you know, works on the trading room floor and it's just so chaotic. Like, I don't know if that's real or not, but... You know, they depict it fairly similar in other things that I've seen to where it's just yeah. everybody's screaming and yelling and buying and selling and, you know, it's coffee futures and it's this future. And I just think to myself, like, oh, what a terrible job that would be. <laughs> right. Just all the yelling and screaming. I think you're right. Because, I, again, I don't know if I've ever seen that one or maybe I have, but I don't remember it. But that's definitely the picture I have of that from many other movies and TV shows. So there's got to be at least some truth to it because it's such a widely spread depiction of it. You know? Oh, yeah. And you know, the the, the secret of that movie is uh, Martin Short's in it. Really? Yes. He works with in Tim Jungle Allen. In Jungle. Yeah. Well, he was also in the third Santa Claus with Tim Allen. So they must have a connection. They must be friendly. I guess so. Yeah, but or they just happen to get cast twice in the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Disney happens to like both of them real well. <laughs> yeah, I like Martin Short too. I do too. I think he's great. I must say. Oh, oh, anyone? I must say. Oh, that's a classic Martin Short catchphrase from SCTV in his uh, SNL years. I didn't watch it. Probably going to go over a lot of people's heads there because that was on when I was a little kid. But I've watched. A lot of reruns. Yeah. Over the years. You like to stay current. I do. Once again, current pop culture references only. I mean, you know, that was like in the mid, early 80s. Oh, so. so it's not that far back. Yeah, no, you're right, right around the line. right time. Yeah. I think he was on Saturday Night Live in like, I want to say it was like 84, 85, something like that. Hmm. So, let's see. Test me out there. <laughs> did I hear some clackety clacking there? You did. Right? You did. <laughs> SCTV would have been before that, probably like like 82, 83, in those years. I'm not, you know, it was on that longer. You are never going to believe this. What? He hosted SNL on December 6th, 1986, two days after this episode came out. What? That's crazy. But when was he a cast member, though? Season 10, 1984. Oh, yes. You nailed it. Nailed it. Man, I am just on fire with the dates tonight. Once again... If anyone has any idea of how I can like turn that into some kind of a career opportunity, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, he was only on the one season from 84 to 85, season, season 10. Yeah. Like I said, they're facts. They're all lodged up in there. Yeah. Just waiting to come out at the opportune moment. <laughs> Man, you are amazing. <laughs> it's uncanny. You know, if, if you drank, then you could probably get into bar trivia. And a lot of times those actually have like yeah, some sort of a, an award or a trophy or a payout That's or true. something. Yeah. And you don't even have to drink. You can just go and play and, you know, drink a soda. Then I'd have the advantage of being the sober one in the competition. Right. You know? <laughs> right. They'd have to change the rules because people like you would come in and just take over, you know, run the board. That's true. <laughs> like they'd have to do like a three drink minimum or something like that. You know? Oh, there you go. The problem with those, unless it's a very specific subject, whenever it's general trivia, then I always get thrown off by the sports ones and I'm useless. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess. That's when you... It'd have to be like 
non-sports pop culture yeah specifically or you have to create like a team you know just a, a team of all uh, ringers someone who really knows their sports stuff yeah well keith what do you say i would try it but i'm not that good if, it, if you don't have the sports covered i don't know who does <laughs> you, you're like if you don't have the sports covered you're not on my team because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've got nothing I know some sports, but there's just so many things that, you know, I don't know. And I can't remember, like, you know, oh, who played on the Cubs in 1986 or whatever? You know, who won Super Bowl in 1986? I don't remember. I barely remember who won last year. They did the Super Bowl still? Yeah, they did the Super Bowl. It's like the second week in February now. I've still, to this day, never watched the Super Bowl. Oh, I feel like you should change that because the snacks are really where it's at. But I can eat snacks all the time. That's not a problem. Yeah. I'm not saying I've never had snacks when Super Bowl happened. Just the Super Bowl was never on the TV when you were... That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a problem. I have watched the commercials of a Super Bowl one time, though, because our friend Jeff had one of his commercials actually air during the Super Bowl. So we went to his house during the Super Bowl, and then someone monitored it, and then just we... Turned it on when the commercials were on in case his was on. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's the only time. It was kind of like a Super Bowl party, but it was a different sort. We weren't there to actually watch the sport. You know. Right, right, right. <laughs> no sports ball for you. No, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you. That's fine. If it's not your thing, it doesn't have to be. I'd rather play a game than watch someone else play it. That's just my thing. Do you like sports video games, though? Generally, no. I mean, there are... Some exceptions, you know, and it depends on the type of game. I mean, you know, I love Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which is about boxing, and that's a sport. But it's also, that's way more of like a puzzle game than a real sports game, you know. Sure. So, it depends. I like golf. Like, not all golf games, but like, you know, a Mario Golf type of game. Those are always fun. Okay. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's a few. Yeah, you got a few things here and there. That's good. Generally, no. Like Madden or anything like that, I've never picked up anything along those lines. Well, they are working on a new movie about John Madden's life. And if I'm not mistaken, Will Ferrell is going to play John Madden. Any interest in seeing that? I mean, Will Ferrell is a good draw, but I don't know if it's enough to draw me into like a primarily football movie or not. Okay. I, I I would... I don't know. I would see... I would watch a trailer for it, and I would reserve judgment if the trailer looked appealing enough, possibly. But it's going to have to be There's real a lot charming. Of, it would have to be real good. There's a lot of people that I like a lot that have been in sports movies that I've never watched, so it's not usually enough to draw me in. Gotcha. Okay. When that uh, trailer comes out, we'll we'll get your hot take on it then. But Will Ferrell in a figure skating movie, fantastic. <laughs> What about the Eurovision movie? Well, that's amazing as well. I love that movie. <laughs> so, you know, it just it just depends. Do you know that until like recently, probably, I don't know, five, eight, nine years ago, I knew nothing about Eurovision. Like I didn't yeah. know that it was a thing, a competition or anything. I'd probably only heard of it a year or two before that movie came out. Just because, like, I happened to come across it in, like, a Facebook feed or something like that. Like, it was not on my radar at all. I learned quite a bit more about it when that movie came out. You know, did some Googling to see what in the world this is going on. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't on my radar much before that either. Who Do you know who won Eurovision this year? I have a feeling it was Sweden, but I can't remember if that's right or not. I, I don't. I mean, I don't really follow it since then. That kind of my interest peaked when that movie came out and then... 
now my interest lies mostly in watching that movie again sometimes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it was Sweden, so, by the way. I mean, just so you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, hate it. It's just not something I, like, followed along with or anything. Yeah. But Sweden apparently does well quite frequently. I don't know. Because last year they gave it to um, the country that's in war right now with Russia. Czechoslovakia. Ukraine. Ukraine. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So this year it was Sweden who won. Interesting. Yeah. Finland was the runner up. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. There's your. Finland, Finland, (laughs) Finland. There's your Eurovision uh, 23. That's good. I got one more pop culture reference for you there. Okay. Finland, 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 the country where I want to be. No? No, I got nothing. Monty Python, classic Monty Python song. It's going <laughs> to spin you out. I can't sing all the lyrics on our show. It's <laughs> it's not a family-friendly show. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen all of any of the Monty Python movies. Oh my goodness! Get your list out, Keith. <laughs> this is your. This will be a good, good finale here for the episode before we go on a vacation. Just write Monty Python. You don't even have to specify which. We just have you watched the shows though, right? Uh, no. Oh my goodness! Like what? Even like Holy Grail, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? No, never seen it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, I knew that was going to get you. Have you seen any? Like, nothing of Monty Python? Uh, no. No. Oh, wow. I mean, this needs to go to the top of your list, then. (laughs) Okay. Shocking. I am shocked. (laughs) Are you shook? (laughs) I am. I'm all shook up, as the song would say. I can't even believe it. Yeah. No, I don't... No, you've never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? No. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the best movies. It, it is. It's easily in my top three of all time. Well, I just put it as number one, so... Okay. What's your other two you movies? Top- Are they on my list? <laughs> well, The Princess Bride. You've seen I've The Princess Bride. seen that thousands of times. Love it. Great. Okay. Good. Okay. And then UHF. I never saw that. Obviously. Oh, my gosh. Write it down. <laughs> Write it down, Keith. Put it on the list. Is that list. the one with Weird Al? Yes. It's fantastic. Okay. okay. I've Weird heard of it. Al, how have you not seen the Weird Al movie? Oh, my gosh. I can quote that. Well, all three of those movies, I can quote front to back every line of it without even thinking. Like, I've watched them all countless times. Trying to think. UHF? Yeah. yeah no. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess oh I do gosh. know the Dewey Decimal System, but... You do? Yeah. But you're not familiar with Conan the Librarian, though. No, 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 I'm not. Wow. All right. Well, this is good. We added some new stuff to your list for the Filmmakes Keith Watch movies. <laughs> We're going to be ready to go when this to go uh, for show years. is over. Yeah. I'm serious. Like, I just can't even believe it. Hey, did you know that David Bowie was in UHF? In UHF? Yeah. Oh, David Bowie. Sorry. David. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, (laughs) I had to like stop and think, what are you thinking of? No, it's David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different guy. Oh, Billy Barty's in it. Yeah. Oh, everyone. And your favorite? Frank Frank Drescher. Drescher? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Richards. Yeah, this is like his first, like, he was on some TV shows, but this was like his breakout role. Oh, wow. Okay. 
came out the same year as uh, Seinfeld premiered. Oh, 1989. That's correct. Did you see the Weird Al movie that uh, just came out with Daniel Radcliffe as him? <sighs> see, this is devastating. I haven't yet because it's on Apple TV and I don't have that. Oh, I, Yet another thing, but there's so much on there. This is one of the ones where we said, like, we got to just get it and then watch for, like, a month and then stop watching because I don't want to pay for another thing, but there's a bunch on there I want to see. So that's what Heidi that. said, too. We had, like, a three- or four-month free trial of it, and she wanted to watch all these shows. I said, well, hey, it's free right now. We have it. It's on the TV. Watch it. She didn't watch any of them, and our trial's expired now. It's done. So I canceled it. This is what happens. I, there's too many. There's too many streaming things, but I desperately want to watch that one. Yeah. I just, you know. I thought it was on, like, um, Roku for a while. It might be. It, it's so hard to keep track of all the silly streaming things. It, I don't know. It truly is. Sha-la-la-la. I do know this episode that we watched of Family Ties was good, and I would like to know if you have... Immoral for this episode. Well, you know I do, Phil. I figured as much. So my life lesson is never count someone out. With enough motivation and support, you can do just about anything. That's good. And they counted Nick out, but all he needed was the right motivation. That's right. He did. Alex believed in himself and it was important to him. It was important to Mallory and it's important to the world. To the world. Similar to mine, but just it's never too late to learn something new. Again, that's true, because you would look back and think to yourself, how could I have been so dumb? I am so much smarter now. That's right. (laughs) Every day, I'm that much smarter. (laughs) Exactly. I I laid in my crib, and I looked up at my parents, and I thought to myself, wow, you guys have got a lot to learn. (laughs) Oh, Alex. Right? Oh, I love it. Well, I love that we've had so many great listeners joining us uh, this season on Alex B. Keaton is my friend watching through Family Ties. It's been uh, great having you all. And I would like to remind you all, even though we're going into summer break, you can still get a hold of us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. I check the email regularly so you can get through to us. And if you've got, you know, something you want to ask about right there and we'll, we'll save it and read it when we come back in August. Nice. And then they should also hit our group, Phil. And what's the best way to reach our group? Well, of course, on Facebook, we have the Alex B. Keaton is my friend Facebook page. And attached to that is the page, sorry, the group for the friends of the Alex B. Keaton is my friend podcast, which you can find on there. Join it. Talk about family ties. Get recipes from Janelle. Watch videos of Nick dancing at the opening of Splash Mountain, etc. So good. So good. I like that they were all sitting on the bench at one point, and then like their, I don't know, like ghosts or astral figures or whatever came out of them and started dancing around. <laughs> Man, the construction guys too. They're some good, good dancers. Oh yeah, it makes and me zip, almost sad that zip. I didn't ride uh, um, Splash Mountain one more time before it closed. Well, it'll still be it'll still be a ride there. You just have to sing the song. To yourself if you want to experience it again. Ah, and that's okay. I really like uh, Princess and the Frog. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for uh, the restaurant that they open. I think they're calling it Tiana's Place or something like that. I think so. Yeah, whatever. I think it's like whatever the restaurant is in the movie, which makes sense. Yeah. Oh, there was this artwork when we were at Downtown Disney. 
um, just the other day, and it was um, Tiana like cooking and everything, and it was like, you know, one of the scenes in the movie where she was envisioning like owning her own restaurant and being kind of her own boss right. kind of thing. But the artwork was so good. Oh, it just was. I, the art style for that movie was fantastic, and isn't that still like the last fully hand drawn animated Disney movie? Right. I think you're right. Actually, I think it is. It's like a whole art form that we've lost. Yeah. Well. I don't think it's lost. I just don't think that most people practice it anymore. Well, it's a dying. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They don't come out very often. No. But I feel like Disney will do the thing like where, you know, they'll bring it back again just because it's like, oh, we're going to try this again. And, you know, we're going to make a new, all all new feature length movie based on hand-drawn cells or whatever Well, if they do, I'm there for it. I hope they do. Yeah. Are you excited for the Elemental movie? I mean, honestly, no, no, the trailers have not like intrigued me at all. It's left me. It's, it's a, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's just a kind of bland retelling of it. I don't know. Yeah. The girls are really intrigued. So I know that we're going to watch it. I'm sure we'll see it, but it's just every trailer. I'm like, that's a movie and I'm not that interested in it. Yeah. Which is weird. I love animation and stuff, but it just has not caught my attention. It's not bringing you in. No. I don't know. Well, hopefully sure there's going to be another trailer that'll really uh, bring it home for you. Hopefully so, cuz that has not happened yet. <laughs> cuz in a world where they're doing it, that's not where the, <laughs> that's not it. Well, I think that it is time to bring our season finale to a close, Keith. Yeah, I think you're right, Phil. I've just enjoyed it so much. I don't ever want it to end. I know. Well, thank you so much, as always, for being an excellent co-host this season. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I will wait to hear back and see if I uh, get to continue on. Well, I I, I forgot to say this. I got a, a letter from the producer earlier today. And your contract has been extended for another season. Yes! Keith, you'll be back in August with me. It's fantastic. I'll be there. I'll let the producer know you've accepted then? Yes, absolutely. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll talk to the whole production team and uh, we'll come up with a game plan. But August it is then. Yep. I'll be there. I'll be ready to go. Excellent. Well, I'll be there with you and we'll be there with you, dear listeners. Thank you again so much for joining us. We'll see you next time in August on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Sha-la-la-la. I'm staring at the episode listings. We've got that one thing nailed down for sure. Yikes. So, and it, it, we almost didn't get through that one. Yay.